This is the day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade. You know what it is. It is always my honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. I pray that everything in your life is going well, even through this crazy scamdemic, plandemic, whatever demic you want to call it. Hey, still, as uh, my man First John said, I wish that you prosper and be in health, just even as your soul prospers. And for those who are joining us for the very first time, let me just say, I don't take that lightly. You could be doing whatever you want right now in many conversations, be doing a whole bunch of other stuff, but you decided to take the time out of your life to walk with us on this journey we call life. So we just want to give you a special uh, welcome. I'm doing uh, air hugs right now because if I saw you, Listen, whether you uh, got a mask on or not, vaccinated or not, I'm coming in for a real hug because that's how we do it, because uh, it's really about connection and uh, fellowship. So listen, if you see me coming, I come with my arms open. And listen, if you ain't down with it, you better run. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So <laughs> am I in trouble already? Like somebody said, uh-uh, he ain't hugging me. Okay, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Let me tell you what this show is all about, What what kind of conversations we have around here. We discuss various topics. The church body uh, does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel or believe without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have an honest, free conversation, as my boy TV would say, keeping it real, keeping it 100 here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade and listen. If you haven't joined any of our conversations before, we have plenty of other conversations that you can always, at your leisure, uh, go on any uh, podcast platform uh, that you wish. Uh, we are there. This is Day with Pastor Wade. We are now on, and we're finishing up conversation, talking about the disciplines of faith. We're about to talk about the discipline of solitude. So, And then we're going to go into discipline of service, and we are finished with that. And then our next conversation we're going to have after those is we're going to talk about forgiveness and grudges. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-oh, I hear crickets already. Already I hear crickets. When we talk about that forgiveness, if you want to know one of the toughest things in the Bible to do is forgive. But we that's a whole, oh, 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 another subject, another story. But that is where we are going. So if you haven't listened to Disciplines of Faith, go ahead and catch up on those. 
It's been a really powerful time. There's so much depth to it as well. Then we talked about how to apply faith before that. And then before that, talked about how to treat one another. And that's major right now. Listen, uh, going through some stuff right now with some people, how we treat one another. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to do uh, come let us reason together. And these are church folk, (laughs) church folk. You know, all this, you know, uh, you know, we want to text and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we don't want to man up and talk one on one and stuff like that. So we want to do telephone tough guy and all that kind of stuff versus getting in the room. But it's all good. But it's all we treat one another. How do you love your brother? How can you say you love me whom you don't see and you don't even love your brother whom you do see? So I'm just saying with how to treat one another will never, never, ever go out of style. And then before that, we talked about the 10 principles for a successful relationship, which listen, that'll never go out of style because everything, everything begins and ends with relationships. So we go jump right into it. Listen, we about to have a great time, a great conversation. Listen, we have a tradition here, just like when we get on a plane, we about to take off in this plane together. So make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright lock position. Listen, if you feel any turbulence on this plane, that is God shaking at the very root. What does not belong on this plane? If you listen with somebody, which I pray you are, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. And if you're by yourself, look at the Holy Ghost and say, God, I'm ready. Let's go to discipline. What is it? We got to start with what discipline is. You know, some people have always think of what they know what discipline is, but hey, we want to get everybody on the same page. We want to take off together. So discipline is an activity, exercise, or a regiment that develops or improves a skill or training. Discipline is an activity or exercise. It's like you're supposed to get up, work out, work that body out. It's supposed to at least take a 30-minute walk a day, be disciplined in how you eat. You do a regiment. It develops or improves the skill or training like I'm doing right now. Also with the producer of the show, he's doing it too. We're doing different stuff with Dr. Sebi and a lifestyle plan. I don't like calling it a diet. We try to do that and stuff like that. So it's about keeping this temple, right? If we learned anything in the pandemic right now is uh, if you keep your immunity system strong, no matter what's out there in the world, you will be okay. But I will leave that alone. So, The discipline of solitude. There are some scriptures. We don't need to go into all the scriptures right now, but it will be on, uh, you can go to my Facebook page or Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and you can also see the different scriptures when you want to study it for yourself. Because I always tell you when it comes to scripture, listen, don't just take any bishop's password just for it. Do it for yourself. Develop that relationship with God for yourself. Because listen, some of us, uh, I'm not saying I'm just speculating. I could be speculating here. Some people take things out of context. A lot of people take many things out of context. And y'all always tell you, you take the word text out of the word context, all you're left is with a con. So we don't like to con people here. We like to keep it real. We don't want to misconstrue the writer that God breathed into the writer about his word. So, but we will talk about a prayer. And basically, uh, this is the model prayer and basically says that charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees you in secret will himself reward you openly. And then verse five says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Uh, (laughs) Oh boy. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward, but you, when you pray, go into your room here. See, we're talking about the discipline of solitude. 
go into your room and when you have shut your door, listen, when the crowd ain't looking at you, oh, how is your lifestyle? And when you pray, do you want people to hear you all the time is what it's saying. No, go into your room. It says shut the door. Pray to your father who is in a secret place and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. I love that right there because it says shut your door. Pray to the father who is in a secret place. So it only makes sense if God is in a secret place. Here we go. This is for free. If God is in a secret place, why, we need to go into a secret place too. Because the, the frequency must be in that secret place. So therefore, we can pray to our Father. So we don't have all the distractions or interference. Oh, did I say the wrong thing? We don't have all that interference. So in uh, people uh, overhearing and misconstruing what's in our secret place with God. Oh, boy. And verse 7 says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen does. For they think they will be heard for their many words. I, I think I am in so much trouble. And for those of us want to know, that was Matthew 6, 4 through 7. So the discipline of solitude is the practice of our waiting for God. I'm holding up my bunny quotes right now to act and complete his will. So our focus is on him and then he fills us. This is an aspect of private prayer and worship. But instead of doing the talking, we cling to Christ in silence and do the listening. This means, now watch this, y'all, we still ourselves to hear what God has to say. So be still, you know, peace be still, so we still ourselves, so we can see what God has to say. This is about our willingness to be examined by God, to hear his voice, and see his call, because we have moved anything that is in the way of him. Also, understand this, this is the best serve when we understand God's holiness and pause and have expectancy as he is faithful, as if we are waiting for the sentence rendered by a jury or judge. You know how I get quiet when, you know, it's time for the jury to read their verdict. You know, it get quiet. Like whoever they about to read the verdict about, even the people in the crowd, we, I mean, it's crickets. You can hear them crickets in there when, when we're about to read a verdict. So that's when we talk about being in solitude. We're supposed to go in that place to where we're waiting on God to where, you know, sometimes he may not be talking to me. Sometimes he just wants you to uh, be still and relax and be in peace. And then at that final moment, when you're ready to get up, he'll say something to you. You know, but it was about getting a distraction, getting you away from that, that, that on the go, kind of like what the pandemic is about. You know, when you talk about how God has orchestrated so many things, listen, he orchestrated this in such a way and used the enemy to do it to where he wanted to develop a relationship with each and every one of us. That's why when a lot of you, when we talk about quarantine, what are we talking about? We're talking about solitude. So a lot of people, we don't like solitude because what happens is we want, we, we like to hustle and bustle. You know, I'm in LA. So, you know, this is life in the fast lane. This is Hollywood, baby. This is Tinseltown, you know? I mean, so this is, uh, uh, this city is about keeping up with the Joneses, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there came a time where God said, it's time to shut it down. Not only did he shut everything else down from sports to uh, restaurants to movies, all that kind of stuff. He shut the church down. Did I say the wrong thing? No, he shut the church down. But hey, that's another story for another day. But it's, it's about that solitude. He wanted to get in that secret place with you. And so if you took this time over that last year of 2020, I'm telling you, if you took that time of solitude and really communed with him, I'm telling you, your relationship with him has gone to a whole other level. And now, as everything is opening back up in different places, you will hit 
the ground running. Understand this, but the sentence is great for they will see God. For this to happen, we must still our uh, still our rashness and busyness. So the center of our being, our mind, will and emotions is focused on Jesus and his will. Our will and desires are the things that have all of our attention and direction that need to be quieted before our holy Lord so he can fill us up. It is all about him. Oh, boy. And not about me. Come on, y'all. We got to get off of me. I know it's tough. It's tough. How many prayers did we say, God, what about me? <laughs> you know, sometimes we're looking at our people's lives and they be moving forward and you don't think you're moving forward, but God is building your spiritual muscles, spiritual faith. And therefore you say that prayer. What about me? And, you know, that's and that's OK, but it's not about us sometimes. What it's about is all about the father. It's all about the father. In this way, the Holy Spirit can motivate and also examine our attitudes to see if there is room and in quotes. And there should be lots of it for improvement in our relationship with both God and those around us. What solitude is not. Uh oh. What solitude is not is continuing to be in isolation because Christianity, its practice is to be in community. So where all my social distancing people at? Where are my church folk at? We go, we go just stay away from each other. Listen, the whole Bible is about community without question. And I'm not talking about online either. Oh, boy. It just got quiet, man. I don't, man, I don't have, do I have any friends left? Um, listen, if you still my friend, hit me up on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Real Pastor Wade, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Let's let me know if you still my friend, because, you know, sometimes we take a little things a little bit too far, and we forget about what God said, and we listen to what man says. Oh, man, oh, boy. I'll just leave that alone. Understand this, we only isolate ourselves for reprove and correction and for the rest to get right before Jesus and focus on him before we challenge others to get right with him. If we become monks and remain in solitude and or cut ourselves off from others, we miss the point of not only solitude, but being a mature Christian. And that's Ephesians 4.16. Solitude is not about instant gratification as with discipleship it is a lifelong pursuit and takes time and builds oh boy the misuses of discipline of solitude or silence here we go have been many and have led people astray or to focus on the wrong things many monks oh boy you know my monks the boys in the himalayas at the Shaolin, you know, and Nana Babat. <laughs> Many monks through the centuries have focused on solitude and silence to the detriment of the commands and the call of God himself. The monastic movement has been a great help to us to center and focus and be a place for retreats. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with that, but that what, what we're saying is it's gone a little bit too far. You, you're not supposed to be so much in solitude and communing that you're not fellowshipping with others because other people need to see your lifestyle. Oh, oh boy. Okay.
okay, they upset with me, but the monastic movement has been a great help to us to center and focus and be a place for retreats and a time away, but not as a sole profession, even in the present day. And emerging churches, oh boy, see this practice as entering some form of silence to listen for the still, quote unquote, the small voice, quote unquote, taking Psalm 46 and changing it. Oh boy. Be still. And I'm holding up my bunny quotes, the air bunny quotes. That's from my guy, Todd. Uh, (laughs) Air bunny quotes means to focus on God and surrender to him, not to empty ourselves. Nor is it a breathing exercise or a skewed meditative vehicle that takes away from Jesus. Rather, the discipline of solitude is to bring us closer in our center of attention upon him as Lord. Thus, watch this, these skewed practices push us away from gaining good and biblical understanding and insight. Don't get mad at me. You know, sometimes in our society, we take a little things overboard. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, I wouldn't say you know, when you do yoga, stuff like that, that's fine. But even though it has a spiritual implication because you're projecting into the spiritual realm, you're projecting images and you're attracting things that uh, some people don't understand. People think yoga and stuff like that is just a exercise. No, it is a spiritual exercise. It's almost like a, a spiritual dance, but uh, that's a whole nother story for another day. So uh, even the Bible is very clear and all about getting, get understanding. So sometimes you need to go in solitude so you can be able to hear from the Lord, which we all should do to cut down all the distraction. That was one of the things through this, whatever you want to call it, during this last year, using that quarantine time, uh, solitude, to be able to commune with God, hear from him, see what frequency he's on, which direction he wants your life to go. Sometimes you got to make the, the, the prayer should be, God, just bl- put me into what you're blessing. Don't just bless me. Put me to where you are. I want to be where you are. Oh, boy. That's another story. Understand this. The discipline of solitude is a tool for the work of the Holy Spirit to hear his gentle voice so we can apply his truth. But when we seek or we just seek an experience from this practice and not the reality and truth that our Lord is, we will greatly miss its intent. This is as well as with any of the disciplines. Remember all the disciplines we even talked about before. They are not about seeking some kind of mystical experience or some breathing exercise or whatever new or old or will or way we bring it to it. God intended that we center ourselves in him and not in anything else. Prayer and centering in the scriptures is meant to receive his inspired word. Focus on God on Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, I should say, and get to know and apply his precepts. That's Lamentations 3, 25 through 28. That's Psalms 42 and 7. That's Matthew 11 and 15. What happens when we do not practice this discipline? You know what, y'all? I am so glad you asked. I'm glad I have an answer for you. (laughs) Glad I have an answer for you. We will miss out on a great way to build intimacy with God through Jesus and the maturity for life. We will be inundated with inner chaos and outer stresses of life. The discipline of solitude is a tool for the work of the Holy Spirit to apply his truths into our deepest recesses. But there's always a big old but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we over busy ourselves, we lose 
focus and bring secondary and even the wrong things in our attention and care. The discipline of solitude allows us to seek Jesus first and foremost. Be disciplined and pay attention to the reality of his way and truth. So he is applied to our daily lives. That's Philippians 4 and 7. Not Philemon. Philippians uh, 4 and 7. Also, ideas to practice the discipline of solitude. We practice the discipline of solitude simply becoming silent during our times with God. So when we are doing our devotions, we spend a few minutes in scripture reading, then in prayer, read a devotion, and then we set some time aside to quiet ourselves and just be there. Communing with God without saying a word. This can be for a few minutes to a few days. This is awkward, for some people, as some people do not like silence, while others do not like to relinquish what they perceive to be control. Listen, that thing of being quiet and not saying nothing, you know, folks got so much to say. Sometimes, you know, you just need to sit there and be with your thoughts and let the uh, Holy Spirit do what he do. And then God can speak to you. And then that's that's when the revelations come. You just be sit there. Wow. Why did I never think of that before? That means revelation has just been downloaded into you. But I'm just saying um, you could be speculating. Don't listen to me. Hey, listen to the Lord. That's that's been my whole thing. We're during this scamdemic, pandemic. The church should be listening to the Lord, not to the government and the false prophets on the television. Uh oh, did I say the wrong thing? Crickets, man. I'm just telling you, you got quiet on me, man. Man, y'all got me on like John in the island of Patmos. I'm out here by myself, but it's all good. That solitude, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna commune with the Lord. How about that? <laughs> Understand it. But this discipline of solitude is an excellent tool to build our relationship with Jesus, takes practice and to get used to it. But once we do it, it is a phenomenal way to build intimacy with Jesus and maturity in our Christian life. This is called building, quote unquote, inner life as we allow God to be God in our life, being poured out to him as we open ourselves to him. So he penetrates us through and through Escalations 2, 20 through 21. So as you spend more time in your devotions, set aside time for silence and then contemplate, recall and reflect and what he has revealed to you during your devotion and then be still. See, did y'all like that uncomfortable silence right there? Got to be still sometimes. You may even desire to make a half or a whole day of it as a personal retreat. Go somewhere. You are not bothered or distracted. Do your devotions and mark a few hours for quiet reflection and listening. <laughs> the discipline of solitude is critical to become more like what our Lord has called us to do, producing godliness and to be which is pursuing Christ's likeness for solitude to work. Here we go and be biblical. We must see it as a means and not an end. Solitude is a good tool to focus on Jesus, focus on God and prepare us for community. It is not to isolate us from others come on y'all we're my isolated people that like all oh, people want to social distance and stay away from people no but then you want to get mad at people that are getting together <laughs> you can't have it both ways that thing about connection is real that struggle is real listen we all want to be connected we all want to feel wanted as somebody just said you know want seeking to be validated well validation means confirmed we all need somebody to help us do that. You can't do it by yourself. Oh, God. 
Am I? Did I say the wrong thing? Okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say it again. For solitude is a good tool to focus on God and prepare us for community. It is not to isolate us from others. It is preparatory to line us up with him. It is not about just being alone. It is about working on us so we are able to work with and in others too. God wants us in community, but to function in community, we have to be healthy, my God. The discipline of solitude is an opportunity for self-evaluation, reflection, and so we are quite able to learn and work with God, be used by what we have, and so we are better in his glory. The discipline of solitude, watch this, is to have a disposition that has no room for selfishness or hidden motive, so our path is in harmony with God. We do this with a concern to please God, period, point, blank because our will has been yielded to his it is also seeing what jesus has done what makes us pure thus we are better able to produce fruit as well as an attitude and good character we need to be aware of our sin here we go and that god is pure holiness that it is impossible to please god when we are in the way with our will but jesus is in plain sight because he covered our sins in his atonement through grace and we exercise faith in receiving it understand this since we are currently citizens of the kingdom we can see god through the work of our lord jesus the christ solitude allows us to get a glimpse of what we shall see in the future christ face to face that's that's the whole goal y'all perhaps this silence allows us to picture Jesus, feel his presence, listen to him, and what he says will never counter anything he has said in his word. Imagine Jesus himself being there with you with all the excitement and enthusiasm, yet the awe of fear that would entail. What would you do? Here we go. Consider that worship and praise is noisy, while at times we need a contrast to be focused, a pause to all the noise of the worship, a rest from our stresses, a sense of awe and contemplation will take place. Imagine that Jesus' presence comes to you. What do you give him? Gratitude and reverence. And then the self-examination and reflection on all that is happening. Just imagine. And listen, one of the big things is when, for some of you don't know, when uh, the disciples were Jesus and uh, Jesus was about to commune with Elijah and Moses. Uh, and then Peter got all nervous. was like, well, should we do something? He didn't know how to act. Should we build an altar? Should, what, what should we do? He started pop locking, didn't even know what he should do. But that was because it was a time of solitude. It was a time of communion. And he should have just been in the presence and just been in awe of what's going on, being in the moment. Sometimes we don't be in the moment of what's going on. We want to be doing something because sometimes just being in God's presence can make you feel like, oh, my God, I, I should be doing something. No, sometimes it's just be sitting there and just be basking in his presence. But I'm just going to leave that alone. That Y'all, we got to get out of that hustle and bustle. And always got to be doing something. I get it about lift your hands and all that kind of stuff. You know, we like to we like the good music and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes it's just about just sitting for a minute. See how I get silent? Just sit for a minute. You're like, 
Did he just stop? Did something just happen? No. Sometimes we just got to sit there for a minute and let God do what he do. Just imagine all that is about to happen and how overwhelming, exciting and awe-inspiring it would be. Keep in mind that a pause or a silence does not always mean a lack of activity. As we actively listen to God, as he is literally there with us already, so are you focused on him? If not, why not? The Bible gives us a picture of silence in heaven. That's Revelations 8, 1 through 5, which indicates the trepidation and wonder of all who are there to see the Lamb, although not directly indicted or indicated in this scripture or the passage. It is denoted by context and word meanings and what God is about to do. Understand this, that the context is worship and the silence can be one of several things such as contemplation and reverence, prayer, a dramatic delay for God's action, God pausing to hear the people's prayer, the lull uh, between the fall of the old world and the start of the new one, or the overwhelming awe of all who are there, rendering them speechless. It could perhaps be all the above. The point is that this is the final act and the drama of God's patience and redemption before the coming of his judgment. Understand this, y'all. The details are yet undisclosed to us because they are not important. The point for us in the practice of discipline of solitude is to trust in his rule and his grace on our behalf. In Hebrew culture, this silence could have brought shame and guilt to the witnesses as they realized their sin and have nothing to say. Also, there was a silence in a courtroom before an accuser would speak or a judgment would be given. What we have such a marvelous opportunity before our Lord and Creator, why would we not want to? We are no longer the accused. We are the ones set free on grace as disciples of Christ. Solitude, understand this, is important as with stillness and quiet, which is so often neglected today, especially in our youth. Oh man, not our PlayStation, our Xbox, our video games, the phones, uh, social media. Whoo, Jesus. This will help you hold on to character. Picture how our Lord intercedes for us, comes to us, and shows us the way of faith. When we fail, he gives us his hand and places us where we need to be. The way to open the door so he can work to put our key of trust and focus in the keyhole. He is the keyhole. He is the door. He gives us the key of faith to open his treasures and secures us through the storms of life. That's Matthew 14, 22 through 36. Solitude will not produce character because we also need the demands of life. That is major right there. We learn by people pushing us and learning how to respond through the word. Yet solitude will hone character by meditation, prayer, and reflection, and how we could have done better. A step of faith is easy to do when we can see, but in the stress of life, here we go. We usually cannot see. We cannot wait until whatever storm we are in to clear up. We have to step out and obey his precepts, regardless of the circumstances or what others may say. Do not let doubt and fears adjoin to the storms of life. See Jesus cut through the storm. Oh my God. So you can see his hand. We must obey with joy. Come to a point to picture how Jesus rescues us. We will need to be rescued. He reaches out to us 
all we need to respond to him by taking his lead. But our first, but first, we must see him. And that's Psalms 69. The discipline of solitude is our silent meditative worship of Jesus as Lord, as we are in awe and silent praise, awe of God and his holiness. Our silence, here we go, and we're almost done, is golden. We are showing a proclamation of respect given to our king, not to the noise, to an idol. Jesus being God, because I am in the Father, the Father is in me, who rescues us from our depravity, deserves our utmost respect, awe, and praise. This praise must not be given to anyone or anything else. We as Christians, or I like to say disciples of Christ, need to know that storms will come. Storms always will come. Either you're in a storm, coming out of a storm, or in the middle of the eye of the storm, surrounded by a storm, but not seeing it. We will all experience rough times, either because of our disobedience or from the misdeeds of others affecting us. Since most of humanities is interconnected by just two or three degrees of separation, all of our actions and decisions affect one another. <laughs> For the good or for the bad, even in the storm, he takes us to the shore. However, for us to get through, ladies and gentlemen, then learn and grow from it. We must be focused and disciplined for the deeper spiritual things or to know the God of the universe. The discipline of solitude will be your key. Jesus loves us through our frailties, even when we are chasing the wrong things in life. But beware that our complacency will keep us away from this discipline of solitude and in doing so, away from our growth of faith and fruit. We will be besieged by the ways of the world and stresses of life. Even those uh, we bring upon ourselves, we will not recognize what Jesus has done before, so we do not look ahead and trust him. We become stuck in ourselves, perhaps too comfortable, too fearful, or just do not care. We have to see who he is and what he has done so we can see ahead for what he will do. He knows you. Oh boy. He knows your situation, your needs, and he cares. We have to know firmly in our mindsets and in our faith that although Christ may be seen absent from us, he is not. He is watching. He is is near. In fact, y'all, he is right beside you now. What is stopping you from silencing your noise, then listening and focusing on him? Forget your will. Forget your past. Forget what you may not be able to see. Reach out and take his hand. In your quiet times, your devotion, and they are called quiet times for a reason, he will lead you lift you up and place you in his will ladies and gentlemen i pray you enjoyed our time together as much as i did thank you for tuning in to episode 21 of disciplines of faith i thank you for all your support and responses new episodes were released every thursday on itunes and spotify at 8 a.m pacific standard time please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just one get them ingrained in your spirit remember you can't exercise faith without discipline also for anything to become a habit psychologically takes 60 to 90 days 66 to be exact remember 
remember it all by getting, get understanding, and then practice implementing what you have learned. And remember, discipline is the key to discipleship. A special thanks to my man Casey at I Am Music Group for producing this show, Erica Duff for the artwork, and the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. My man Alex Teamer, aka Eighteen, for the baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that is my pastor, and Lena Bird Miles for this is day intro. And Lena Bird just dropped a new song called Watch Me Go Get It on any of your music platforms right now. Thank you, Lena Bird Miles, for what you have done for this show. A shout out to Shay J Entertainment and Shannon Jackson and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry. A shout out to my man Julian Payne at the House of No Hope podcast. And he's a celebrity barber to the stars. He keeps me looking fresh. If you are in the greater Los Angeles area, look him up the House of No Hope Barbershop and join him on his podcast. Remember to subscribe to This Is Day on whatever podcast platform you use. And you can always follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like to discuss on This Is Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought about our conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time. This is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.